Cloud computing, mobile technology, and online social networking are having a dramatic impact on business productivity and transforming how people communicate and exchange information. However, they're also raising serious questions when it comes to trade secret law. Huge quantities of secret information now can be easily moved, misappropriated, or accidentally released to the public in an instant. Finnegan Partners' Rob McCauley and Ming-Tao Yang join us today to discuss the various ways that cloud, mobile, and social technologies are changing the scope of trade secret protection. Rob, can you provide some background on cloud computing and the challenges that companies are facing with trade secret protection? Sure. The cloud is a new phenomenon where a third party provides or rents to subscribers software applications and storage infrastructure that can be located essentially anywhere in the world, and subscriber data can actually be spread across multiple locations, multiple countries, etc. And a lot of clients are looking to using the cloud because of cost reduction purposes. I know some people in-house who say that if they had to start all over again with a startup company, they'd consider putting all of their data into the cloud. Main cloud providers tout their ability to secure subscriber data, but due to the lack of relevant case law in this space, are the courts finding their security measures to be reasonable efforts to maintain secrecy? While we don't have uh, sufficient guidance from case law, the question really comes down to the technology available, the security measure one did implement, and whether those measures are reasonable under the circumstances. So when the company does need to rely on the cloud to store or exchange information, it's very typical that service providers make many security measures available. Just to give you some examples, VPN, the virtual private network, 256-bit encryptions, secure ID, or certain degree of firewall protection. And if those technologies are available, my recommendation is that companies should implement all of them whenever Practical. Indeed, uh, judges and jurors likely wonder how many measures you have implemented for safeguarding the highly sensitive information. And uh, when you face that question, you do need to have good answers to be able to tell a nice story about it. Rob, for would-be cloud subscribers, is it a safer course to release routine data into the cloud but not trade secrets? Absolutely. I would never recommend to a client, particularly given the state of the law now, that a client put a crown jewel type trade secret into the cloud. Although I would like to think that the courts would find that given adequate protections, given adequate NDAs, et cetera, with a cloud provider, that putting a trade secret into the cloud would be adequately protected under trade secret law. I certainly don't want any of my clients to be the test case for that. So the answer is yes, absolutely. Ming, what if a subscriber entrusts trade secrets to a cloud provider who then leaks or loses that information? Will the subscriber be responsible and will the cloud provider indemnify? It is certainly possible or in most cases necessary to include in the cloud service agreement language that would define the provider's responsibility, liability, and of course the scope of indemnity. However, they may provide a false sense of security because once certain trade secrets is made available to the public, there may be very limited recourse. Especially the modern technology in distributing, storing, and archiving information makes it challenging to get all the copies back or to prevent the further distribution of the leaked information. 
Therefore, one needs to be aware of the significant risk and limit one's exposure by using cloud services only for selective information, but not for the company's crown jewel. Rob, cloud computing is seen by many people as a great tool for collaboration. What are some of the trade secret issues that may come up and that people may not be aware of? Well, we're seeing this happening a lot, in particular in the area of due diligence, where We have people in companies across the world working in various time zones who are dropping things into virtual Dropbox for sharing, and they're not really thinking about the fact that they're putting their trade secrets into something that may or may not be completely secure. And what we're advising our clients is to be very careful about that and to try to make sure that all concerned, the provider and the people who are receiving the information on the other side are all subject to very restrictive NDAs because, as we all know, once a trade secret gets leaked, it's out. What are the potential issues of having a cloud provider or its servers in a foreign country? Does it matter what IP law that country has? Well, that's something that we're definitely concerned about. Uh, It's an issue that you can see in lots of commentary, but as far as I know, it hasn't been resolved. There could be a potential problem when uh, some kind of trade secret or proprietary information is lodged and leaked on foreign soil, and then when you try to go after that foreign country, those foreign citizens for recourse, you may not get very far. One of the things that we recommend to our clients is to try and keep basically all of their information stored on U.S. soil. And Ming, when it comes to social media, what are the new challenges posed by the common and frequent use of Facebook, LinkedIn, and and smartphones, and how should employers respond to these challenges? The new challenges are the lack of awareness, the lack of employee education, and the lack of appropriate policies and enforcement. The use of Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn through PC and smartphones is widespread and everywhere. But the measures taken by companies in avoiding the risks associated with these technologies have been minimal. Many companies view the use of social networks and smartphones as personal and therefore of a lesser concern. But the reality is that employees are telling their friends and friends' friends about the exciting new products or technologies they are developing or sometimes the new projects of interest. Several courts in this country have found that there is really no expectation of privacy when it comes to social networks. Many scientists and engineers are also storing new recipes, detailed diagrams, and prototype pictures on their smartphones. Therefore, in light of uh, the concerns relating to social networks and uh, smartphones, companies need to educate their employees that many such activities and smartphone uses have unintended and, in fact, very severe consequences. In addition, companies should also review its current employee agreements, handbook, and corporate policies to ensure that there is adequate guidance regarding social networks, smartphones, and other new technologies. The bottom line is no one wants this to become a litigation issue. But if it does go that far, all of these agreements and policies must be accompanied by adequate enforcement, which is important for courts to find that companies have taken reasonable measures to protect the most important information. 
I'd just like to comment that the concerns that Ming is raising about social media being used to leak trade secrets and confidential client information is real. We've seen it. It's been happening, particularly with companies that have academics who have joined their ranks as scientists and who literally are putting company trade secrets out on their websites and in some instances on T-shirts and in other ways because they don't necessarily appreciate the fact that what they're working on is secret and is a very valuable asset to the company. And for that reason, we would like to reiterate to people, to our clients in particular, that they try to educate their employees so that this sort of thing doesn't happen. Our guests have been Rob McCauley and Ming Tao Yang, partners at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. To stay current on legal issues and technology, to listen to other podcasts in this series, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.